doing here and are we doing here to I'm, be fair i'm back from the dead <laughs> back from the grateful dead and um, when when we were just like, literally uh 43 seconds ago when you were trying to say how do i do this again because it's been a while uh, i just had flashbacks long time <laughs> yeah i had flashbacks to when we first started this and it took us yeah. three hours <laughs> i'm literally like looking around the room thinking where is the tracks vodka like i need some lubricant to get yeah. me back into doing this again. Those are the days. Literally 96 takes until we actually got into the... Literally 1996 <laughs> when we started this podcast. Um, yeah, it's been quite a long time. 2019. Not our most prolific year, <laughs> but we're back to close it anyway. What's this, the fourth of the year? The fourth, fourth I episode? I don't know what that means. Is fourth this the fourth episode? of the year? Oh. Did we do any... Uh... Great Escape? <laughs> no. Okay. We did a pre-Great Escape. <laughs> we did. So that, I think yeah. that was the fourth. We did a few the at the very beginning. Yeah. But, I mean, sporadic feels generous at this point. Oh, yeah. But do you know what? We always have to end a year. The, these are the ones that really matter to us. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to imagine that 12 months ago, on this very day, we were probably doing our 25th daily episode? Yeah. We've come a long way in a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, how many would we be down if... Uh, I mean, I guess listeners know, if if you're still even here. Um, <laughs> this is just for we us, were, you Let's know. not pretend anyone's still listening. <laughs> you know, Especially after my quite sparse and depressing ending. Everyone's like, unsubscribe. <laughs> I think you left it quite open that uh, there might be something... Uh, something happening yeah I think you you hoped and I and I always kind of imagined we would anyway through um, the tears I was still hoping we, <laughs> we certainly always said uh, you know when it comes to an end we'll do a big send off and uh, I guess that is you know I don't know if that's this I don't know if this is going to be a big send off I'm not going to lie I don't no. feel prepped for a big send off no certainly not um, but we are back to uh, address the year and address the um the silence and address lots of things, I guess. Yeah. It's it's been a hell of a year. Um Whirlwind. A whirlwind. Whirlwind. <laughs> a whirlwind of a year. Yeah. So take us back to like January the first, twenty nineteen. Where you were at, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and the transition to do a what's his name? Needle drop guy. Transition. Transition, if you want to comment, if you want to rate, a bit, a bit, a bit, um, he's like my go-to guy now. Yeah, I know. I really like. To be honest, I disagree with him quite a lot of the time. Yeah, that's when I really like an album, but I exactly, I'm always genuinely interested to what he see what he thinks. I think this is why I like him because yeah. he doesn't often go with what I want. So you know I'm always like, I know I'm gonna get something genuine. What I really like about him is he's just straight to the point, and he there's no like. 
you know, trying to make anyone feel good or like trying to get views by praising something that he doesn't like. Like, no bullshit. Serious yeah. review. Because he's, uh, I remember the first three Brockhampton albums where he was so into them and he thought it was like literally the best thing ever. And that's kind of one of the reasons why his channel started to get quite a bit of a buzz is because yeah. a lot of the, a lot of his fans are kind of that age group that like that kind of thing. And then um, I think he did maybe an interview with the band or he had some kind of connection with them yeah. where he chatted to them and they and even there was a track where they, they quoted him or they um, they talked about him in one of the songs. But then the iridescence came out and he just kind of slated it. Yeah. And it's like... That's yeah, what he, I like about him. He doesn't him. care that he's like fans yeah. of these people. And like some so. of my favourite... Well, you know, we're going to get there. But some of my favourite albums of this year, he slated as well. Um, yeah. You know, one of arguably my favourite band of all time Young Fathers like he's reviewed every single thing they've ever put out and I'm not sure they've ever got above a, above a 6 out of 10 but I really like to mm. particularly because he's from across the pond and like obviously they're an Edinburgh band so kind of UK based hip hop type stuff yeah. it's always interesting to see how that translates over there he, he reviewed every Maccabees album but the last really that always annoyed me and he, he does this thing called Why You Know Review so he does the, the things that he didn't review and I don't think he even touched on it on <laughs> just, one of those just never even hit his radar I don't think he was ever that big a fan like I think some of them they might have had like the highest of six or seven yeah. but we've we've um, said before that like it's to to other people from other places the importance of the Maccabees to us mm. just seems totally bizarre it's like being do you know what I always thought the they were the biggest detectives were the most seminal band in my <laughs> yeah, life right do you know yesterday I was I was at home I was packing to did come back to Brighton did all your trouble seem so far away <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I watched that film the other day actually I gotta really, say I rubbish? kind of enjoyed it I, I feel like it was shit it was shit but I enjoyed it One of it the, was just a bit fun I mean we're going we're going off on all sorts of tangents here but yeah I've, I've forgotten what I was going to say and yeah. people are going to be annoyed I hate when people do that but like one of my big I think it was this year but like I went to see Rocket Man early in the year and was like buzzing. I was like, this is one of the best films I've ever seen. Mm. And I, my dad went to visit my mum and they watched it on their like projector. And my dad was like, why did you make us watch that? On my recommendation, he was like, that, really? was, that was the worst thing I ever saw. I hated it. Interesting. He absolutely hated I remember it. I, you telling me you loved it. Yeah. I think it's just like, I'm getting old and a bit soft and yeah. like banging tunes, a bit of heart, just Elton John, man. Mm. I just, I just love Elton John with such a passion that, you know, it was never, it was never going to not hit the mark. But I thought it was fucking sick, though. But anyway, the original question was yes. Before we get into it, I just want to remember because there will be. People <laughs> I really that need to do. Another I listen. Tangent. No, I listen to podcasts and somebody starts something oh, yeah. and then uh, somebody cuts them off and they never finish. And I've there's literally just two days ago I was listening to a podcast. Someone said actually, and they were going to say something, and then the fucking the person who like started the podcast he just finished the show he said I've been and thank you for yeah. thank you for listening I was like fuck what like yeah. I just I, I didn't care what he said but I needed to hear yeah. it and now I need to think back to I was listening to Frank Skinner's <laughs> podcast this morning and one of their new year's resolutions was like I need to stop interrupting other people because it's really annoying for everyone involved except <laughs> yeah. me so I apologise finish it so uh, yesterday oh my no uh <laughs> I was, it's not even that big a deal, but I was at home 
uh, packing for Brighton. I've come it's back better, to Brighton. better. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joe texts me. He went to the pub and uh, I, I disembarked the taxi without going to the pub. And he said, oh, Felix from Maccabees is here. And I was like, oh, damn it. And he went, oh, and Jack Peñate. And I was like, ah, oh, I need to get down there. It's like, I said, is Orlando there? Are the bloody Wombats there? Like, <laughs> fucking XX? Like, who else there is from my 2007, like, I like childhood? It. LaRue. LaRue's there. <laughs> LaRue's getting around in. Jamie T's just going to crop up. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, this is in Peckham, so I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. But wow. Uh, I should have, I should have... Uh, Kate Nash there. is ordering Jaeger bombs as we speak. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, I would have absolutely loved that. Oh, wow. Well, what I was mean, the original question? That, that anecdote would have been much better if you'd actually gone to the pub. I know, like, I'm sorry. Like, the fact that though all of those people went to the pub the other night, I would have assumed so anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I knew about it. Um, but yeah, you're, the question originally was, we rewind to January the 1st, 2019. Mm. And now we're here. You know, what's happened in the middle? Oh. <laughs> a lot, I feel. I mean, I'm only, all I'm going to say is not a lot. Uh, I don't know how uh, how much people know, but I've, I've very much moved to London. I've changed house again. I live with a friend from work and we, we make music together. Oh, and uh, sweet, sweet, sweet music. music. <laughs> it's, it's a one bed. <laughs> Um, yeah, we we do that. So I've I've got quite into uh, creating again, which is fun. Um, I've I've travelled quite a bit. Yeah, you I've, left the continent. I've been yeah, I've been to New York. I've been to Ireland. I've been to Amsterdam. Uh, I'm going to Berlin and New York again next year. I hear, possibly, hopefully, maybe Canada, maybe South by Southwest. I'm just maybe gonna LA. Oh. I mean, as much as I'm excited about all of that, I'm just gonna cut back to the way you say Berlin. 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 And Berlin. <laughs> Belinda. <laughs> Berlin. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go to Berlin. What are those little things called you have with uh, salmon and cheese? A <laughs> Berlin. <Pelinis>. Berlin. <laughs> Can I have a Berlin? <laughs> <laughs> a Berlin with cheese. Um, but yeah. Yeah, lots has happened. I mean, that where uh, my job has got has got good we've released um some music on our label um the first time we've done that you played some toothpaste we played some toothpaste no you personally played some toothpaste right played some toothpaste was that not your character in a colgate advert oh yeah yeah um harry was, I, I a was also i mean i was two characters actually <laughs> i mean i don't like to brag but i was two bits of toothpaste i was both uh, the white and the red strip in no, a bit of colgate so if you if you've seen this is this is rubbish. If you've seen no, it's not rubbish. This is this is a, what it's all about, Harry. There's a popcorn advert, uh, <laughs> butter kissed. If you watch that, there's Ooh. lots of um, little little popcorns running around, getting in a big uh, thing that blasts them off and turns them into popcorn. Oh, so you were the little corn. I was uh, quite a lot of the corns and and multiplied the voices and pitched up and all that stuff. And then uh, somebody heard, I remember, uh, so one of the studios came, one of the producers came up to me and said, we've heard you're good at uh, little weird baby voices. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Someone's heard the podcast. Yeah, I guess. Um, So I had to go into the studio and look at three creatives in the eye while I went, ah, <laughs> and uh, 
and literally three 35 to 40 year olds staring at me while I'm doing weird faces. I remember Martin, who was the engineer, looking at me like, I'm not, I don't like your face when you're doing this. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I've never done this before. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I don't think I could make eye contact with anyone when I was doing that. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I just, I kept staring at them while I was doing it. This is so good. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, I need to stop doing this. Um, but that that was interesting. So yeah, popcorn in one, little baby toothpaste in the other. Um, it's been a, it's been an absolute world, whale of a world, time. world famous yeah. at this point. Um, <laughs> Lovely. It, yeah, it's Proud been a bit of, you, of a, it's been a bit of a weird year. There's been you know lots lots of other stuff going on as well. But I don't want to bore people with some of the boring stuff. Yeah. Um, it's been a weird one. How's it been for you? Uh, <laughs> no, it's been it's been all right. Like um, I don't know, it's a bit of a strange year. Feels quite long when I look back at it. The first In, three quarters are long. The last bit's just gone. Ooh, the first three quarters were long, and like I do feel a little bit like it was kind of defined by like distance from mm. the people who are most important to me. <laughs> Shout out Harry Williams. <laughs> But like the first three quarters, like my girlfriend Meek wasn't living in Brighton. You deserted me with no hope and no anything. But like my mum lives far away now. I don't know. Like the first three quarters were like they were quite a difficult time. But then the last quarter, one, I got Meek back, so that was really nice. <laughs> but two, like the last six weeks or so, I still haven't really recovered from because. For our international listeners and friends, we had a general election here, which I was very heavily involved in. and Knocking on doors. Knocking on doors, making posters, being part of a campaign, spending night after night after night in the campaign office, on the stage when the election result was announced. All like, unpaid, isn't it, as well? All unpaid. Don't <laughs> talk to me about the financial retribution for all the hard work I put in but um, one absolutely exhausting and two completely and utterly devastating when the result came in so I don't know I'll, I think I remember 2019 in I don't know maybe not the most favourable light but yeah it was alright I'm still here yeah I always found that it was um, I feel like it was going in a way that was like this is the year that's the making of me. And then by and it the... turns out you're still you. Yeah. Going into 2020. It's Christmas and I'm still like, I'm, I'm thankful that it's over and we can go on to the next one. And I thought there was going to be a lot more that I was going to do that I haven't yet. The only but good... it's it's been like a bit of a kick up the arse of a year yeah. where I'm excited about... Instead of just being like, I'm excited about next year and what it would bring. It was like... I actually have a few ideas that have already started. The, the ball is already rolling on them. So the only really good thing I can leave this year with is the fact that, like by September, I had piled on the pounds like probably nowhere else in my life. Like my trousers, none of my trousers would do up anymore. I would sit there like trying to like read a book or like watch TV and I could just feel like chin <laughs> after chin piling up on each other and like if anything they were like getting a bit sweaty pockets <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but then like Not the book, again but. the election campaign kicked in and I was doing like 
20,000 steps a day and I've slimmed down again like my trousers <laughs> still don't quite do up but they're getting better chunky monkey uh, yeah this is my chunky monkey year I'm <laughs> moving 2020 yeah that is what's next 2020 yeah can you believe it Slim Jim I, I Slim had a Tim. little um, Slim Jim I had a little look back the other day and I remembered I, gen- I remember opening up a history book and writing in, I think, 2005 and thinking, this is so futuristic. And now it's 2020. 2020 literally, to me, doesn't even seem like a real year. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's we're kind of just, year. we're just messing around saying we live in 2020. Yeah. Like, where are the hovercrafts? Where Do you know are, like, that, um, what's the film that's set in the future? Back to the Future. <laughs> no. <laughs> The one that's uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner is now technically set in the past. Really? What year is that? The set? first film was set in <laughs> November twenty seventh, uh, two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> so now it's a film set in the past. To be fair, like the current like world political landscape is so much more bleak than that film could <laughs> yeah. have ever painted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got two absolute despots running the free world. You so. go to certain places in the world and it's worse, a yeah. lot worse than that. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? This isn't a politics podcast. This no? is a music podcast and a friendship podcast. So friend music. <laughs> Frugic. <laughs> Puck. Yeah. So, oh, I would like to say, me and Tim have had quite a couple of beers. How do you? I've had almost no beers. <laughs> <laughs> we met. I've I've just come down to Brighton for the first time in about four months. We've gone to the pub. We've had a nice little meal, maybe three pints, yeah. maybe four or five, two, two, two. We had three pints in the pub. It's in Christmas. Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. I've had a lot of Christmas parties this week. Have you? Yeah. See, I this is one of the many things about freelancing that like <laughs> is a downside. But like, yeah, I, I not only have I do I not have a Christmas party, but I'm such a antisocial old Scrooge that when I knew that everyone else in this office was going out for Christmas lunch, I decided really? to work from home that day. <laughs> oh, you little shit! I know. Isn't that really bad? If I hadn't had those. Did, you, did they tell you beers. to come along? No, then... they were just like, we're going to go out for Christmas lunch tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll see if I can be around. In my head, I'm already thinking like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. Oh. Uh, I feel like a prick, but at the same time, I I love it. You've had... The last two can days... Can I just put it out there that you've had probably north of £100 worth of steak <laughs> this week? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> north of £100, yeah. So, we... Um, on the Thursday, well, actually, Thursday before last, I went on a Christmas dinner yeah. or a Christmas lunch with the 32 pe- 34 people in the office, had a big dinner, a bit of a tear up, ended up back at the office, went home at 7, sick am. I had the, maybe the worst Friday or day of my life where I don't tell work, but I basically slept throughout the whole day. Um, and then the Thursday after, I'm at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant having a steak. The next day, Sony are taking me out, having a steak. Got and Ram's like, eat wine. that fucking steak, you cunt! And it was the nicest thing ever. And I'm texting my mum like, look at this. And all she, every time I send her anything like this, she was like, you used to never get out of bed and you didn't have a job. <laughs> and I literally live through her. Like, I'm like, look, I have a life. And Sony are taking me out. I mean, Sony, I say Sony are taking me out to steak. My mate, 
who have who works for Sony took us out for steak. It's, nice. it's not as fancy as it sounds. It's it just, still sounds. It's fancy. a mate using their. You've company been taken card. out for a steak. <laughs> yeah, it's just friends going out. The friends making the most of being in an industry that doesn't look at their accounts. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's been that. I'm incredibly thankful of where I am. Yeah. Well, that's nice. But at the same time, I'm very tired, and I look forward to doing a week and a half of nothing. Perfect. Well. I mean, apart from this, we're probably like what twenty one minutes. Twenty. I really have a great grasp of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> but you know, we're a music podcast, and regardless of the fact that no one's listening, the one or two people probably are still thinking. You're gonna get. There really from should steak. be a song soon. <laughs> this has been quite a lot. So should we play a little song and then we'll get into another segment? Yeah. Wicked. You choose one. I'm gonna go for Paul McCartney's Christmas tune. Nice. Is that your is that your go to? I mean, we definitely covered this in the Advent episodes, probably seven or eight times. I don't because think we, we did. Because what, what's your favourite Christmas song? Yeah, I don't think I said this. Mine's Elton John. Yours is Paul McCartney. It is now. Yeah. So this because is I... Christmas. And uh, what's my is one? Paul McCartney. Having a wonderful oh. Christmas time. Who's so this is Christmas. Na, na, oh, that, na, na. Is that? Don't know. Is that John Lennon? <laughs> I don't know. It could not be John Lennon. It's Elvis. And what have you <laughs> done? Why is that so accusatory? Like, so leave me alone. I want to show you this, and uh, th- it was a meme that I saw the other day, and it said Paul McCartney's Christmas song is basically somebody having a witchcraft evening where they are summoning a witch or summoning a, a ghoul. And then somebody walks in the room. So you Simply hear having that. a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, but if you hear it, it's the moon is high. <laughs> and, and then it's four lines of like kind of creepiness. And then it just goes simply. It's like some, somebody, imagine somebody walking into the room at that point when they start singing. Perfect. So let's go with that. Let's do it. Merry Christmas. Spirits up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on, the feeling's here. That only comes to time of year. Simply. So 2019 has been a year of music that we haven't really brought to you, listeners. You know, mm. when did we start? 2016? 2015? 20, end of 2015. I think it officially started 2016. Yeah. 
So the last few years, we brought pretty much everything to you. You know, kept really up with the current. You know, yeah, we discovered the pulse remember. of popular culture. But this year, we've kind of let it go. So we thought that as part of this end of year special, we'd check in with the five most played, sort of streamed charting songs of the year. Mm. Streamed? Is yeah. it streamed we're doing? Streamed. No one downloads anymore. No, I do sometimes. Yeah, some, there is the occasional, but basically anything that's on tidal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'll getting torrented. That like there's way. no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I was gonna. Can't remember what album it was. I think it was uh, just when I found out Eagle was coming out. I yeah. was like, should I torrent this? And I was like, I just don't know how anymore. <laughs> like, I haven't done it in that long. Pirate Bay's gone. Yeah, I I actually wait till the day of release now. Like yeah. streaming has worked in in that sense. True. Interesting take on it. And I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're five most streamed songs of the year. We're yeah. going to have a quick run through them. <laughs> Chances are we won't like most of them. <laughs> well, that was shit. <laughs> Let's have a look. Okay, so, and I'm going to point out at this point, we're going global. We're not even just going UK. Yeah. Tracks is global. This is global. <laughs> at number five, I just realised I was looking at decade, not year. So I'm going to scroll up. I had it here somewhere. Number five of the decade. Do you want to guess who that artist is? I reckon you've got quite a good chance of really getting five it. of the decade. Yeah, he's also number one of the decade. Kendrick Lamar. No. Kanye West. No. Drake. No. British. British. Yeah. Number one. And streamed number five. person of the decade. Song. Song. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So at number five for 2019, stream track. Global is Old Town Road Remix. I'm going Lil Nas my... X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, I mean, first question is how much like knowledge I've got feeling bit, do you have about this song? I've got a bit of knowledge about this song. Are I we playing it in the background, by the way? Because I feel like we don't need to play three and a half minutes just at least of... In the background going yeah. deep my horse to the Old Town Road I'm gonna Right till I can't no more. Um, yeah, this song just kind of it's it's a it's a classic modern song, isn't it? It's a meme. It's a yeah. it's a meme of a tune. It's, I have I I have a theory about it that a huge amount of its popularity is because at the end of 2018 we're all a little bit reeling from A Star Is Born and Jackson Maine's death, and we had a void that needed to be filled. And mm. I think Lil Nas X kind of filled it. It feels like a, it feels like the sequel to, <laughs> to A Star Is Born. This yeah, song, to me. I mean, all I know is that I remember when it kind of started to become a thing, and I looked into it. And I'm, a, I'm a, I like YouTube quite a bit, so yeah. YouTubers talk about it a lot. And I think the deal was that he brought the tune out, and it was in the country charts. And then the country chart said, you're not allowed this in there. Someone told me he's a comedian. He's not a musician. Hmm, don't think I th think that's but true. But maybe they were making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, But probably. someone told me that was a thing. Like, he, he never intended... He might have been... It might have been like a little YouTube thing. Uh, I think, actually, do you know what? I think it started where he wrote a tune using... I could be wrong in here, but he used the Red Dead Redemption video or video from Redem Red Dead Redemption and then made the song 
on that. All of this sounds eminently believable. Yeah, it's very YouTube, very 2019. Um, but essentially what happened was it was on the country charts and then they basically said, you can't have this on the country charts. And then Billy Ray Cyrus came along and was like, fuck you. Who is Billy Ray Cyrus? Miley Cyrus' dad. Is it? Yeah. I don't know anything. Come on, man. I'm so old. Uh, yeah, that's Miley Cyrus's dad. Uh, and he's an old country star. Ah, oh, okay. And then he put himself on the track to basically say, put it back in the country charts. Country's a weird genre, isn't it? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, essentially it is a country song, but it's just got these trap backgrounds. But I feel like it. every time I've ever been to the O2 Arena, which is obviously an absolutely mammoth venue in the heart of London every time I've been there the following night some country person I've never heard of in my entire yeah. life has been playing and clearly they sell out and like there's that woman it's, it's, who's... it's a weird balance of like incredibly popular but mm. also not mainstream well, whatsoever I mean mate fucking Taylor Swift started in that realm oh yeah um, we all loved that yeah, great days yeah but like <laughs> the, I mean what's her name uh, not not Shakira who's the one that's saying um she was really famous back in like I really fancied her. We watched her the other Shania day. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. <laughs> she was my. A- I absolutely I adored her. I don't know why her. I know that you've always fancied Shania Twain. Well, but she's it's, just, it's just one of those her. things that's really tickled me. It's, her like snakeskin tight trousers, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It was when I was a kid. When I was like literally ten, I just had a thing for brunette. Really. Kind of thirty. Is that your first like, childhood crush? Uh, no, Rachel Stevens. From oh, S yeah, Classic. Mine was Shania the one from... Twain. So uh, dark-haired... Mine was the one women. from The Really Wild Show, but I can't remember her name. The Really Wild Show, I can't remember that. Oh. And then Scouting for Girls had a song about her. Mmm... Interesting. What was her name? We're gonna do it you now. You look that up, I'm gonna... I'm gonna talk about who else I fancied. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, it was... It was her and Shania Twain... And I remember thinking, I remember Britney Spears really not doing it for me. Michaela Strachan. Michaela Strachan. They had a song about Michaela Strachan. Yeah. Michaela Strachan, You Broke My Heart was the chorus, I think. Okay. Oh, another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? It, it was like, Kat, was it Cat Deely? Cat Deely. Cat Deely, Shania Twain, Rachel Stevens. Just an Someone absolute Someone once told trio. me Cat Deely had a really hairy face and I was just like, it's not for me. <laughs> I just don't want you to fancy her anymore. You're like, oh, okay, I'm never going to look at her again. Um, but yeah, anyway, this song has become like, you know, I guess if you play the number one song, regardless of what it actually is in terms of streams, I think this will be up there for yeah. 2019. And I think he's done a little bit since. He, I think he's been quite smart with uh, what he's done since. This is um, one of, like, I don't, I think both of us are kind of on the same page where like award nominations, thing like things like that mm. we don't really place that much importance on but one thing i do know is that he put out an ep which i think is 18 minutes long mm. and he's up for album of the year at the grammys mm. i mean that's some bullshit that's some bullshit vampire weekend spent six years working on their album <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's 18 songs long this guy had a fucking and this guy's on the same pedestal as them Twitter meme and now he's become you know now he's up there ridiculous yeah, I mean all, all for him doing what he does but um and then he obviously he came out literally a, I think three or four months ago I actually really uh, like and it like, was a really big more thing. than I don't really know any of his music to be honest including this song I've heard it a couple of times 
but I do like his Twitter presence. He seems mm. a cool guy. He I is. quite like it, like you know, like rhinestone cowboy boots and all that shit. Like he did another song called Panini, which I never. Panini. <laughs> yeah, did he? I don't think I heard that one because I think this th- that also makes me think that maybe he there is a bit of like comedy about his music. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he seems um, quite self-aware. Yeah, because his videos are a bit odd, and or they're they're all kind of like weird futuristic-y. I don't know, and like the whole Red Dead thing is very, yeah, that's very much a thing. One of the videos is based on that, and yeah, I think he's aware that <laughs> he might not be in the light forever, yeah. and that it's all a bit of a meme, like we said That's earlier. cool, though, you know, 15 minutes of fame is a cool concept. Yeah. If anything, I prefer that to, like, fucking Madonna just stinking the place out for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> for 20 years, yeah. Um, so, number four is a song that I don't know and I sense maybe you don't either. It's called Seven Rings by, by, by yeah. Ariana Grande. Yeah, I know this. It's it's basically... I think she's... Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but she's ended up losing about 95% of the royalties to the original writers of... Uh, I want diamonds and rubies and... Da, 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 which are uh, that really what? famous old so writers. crew. <laughs> No, don't be <laughs> daft. Um, that was, you know, favourite that... things. Oh, Big These Brothers. Are few... <laughs> no, they're like old twenties writers. Like they got, they're famous. Buy like, me diamonds and rubies. I'm crazy about Bentleys. Mate, that, they were my. We played. We've definitely played that on the podcast at least once, if not twice. Absolutely, if not thrice. Um, yeah, she basically brought another tune out using that. And oh, I, so it's it, that. It did well. Um, it's it's fine. Well, let's just have like a little 10 second interlude while I can listen to it so I can pass any comments. I've never heard this in my life. Okay, good. Okay. Ariana Grande. There you go, that was Ariana Grande with Seven Rings. <laughs> Derivative. <laughs> that was... We don't again, need it, do Go back to Big, Bro- Big Brother's version of that this original... This is what I'm saying, like, we don't need that. I like her voice, and what was that tune I think I she had like last her. year? I like her. Thank you, Next. She's very... Yeah, cool. Banging that. Yeah. I love that. Um, but she always, again, you know, to go back to what I was saying about the Nas X, I don't... I'm not the most, like, in tune with... American like pop music. Well, these are real but, pop tunes, aren't yeah, they? They are like, popular. But songs. you know, and that's fine. But like, I do because I'm on Twitter quite a lot. Like, I do kind of get a bit of a feel for people's like personas. Ariana Grande seems great. Like, I lovely, really, I really like her. And like, what she did during the whole Manchester thing as well. Yeah. And it was interesting, like uh, heartfelt, caring kind of person. Like, I like, I like her as a person. I buy into it, but. That was rubbish. <laughs> yeah. I'm astonished that that was number four. Just don't have interest. I'm, not, I'm astonished in... that was even her biggest song of the year. Yeah, I know. Well, she brought another album out, didn't she? I don't know. Um, 
I think she's quite prolific. Do you remember when Rihanna like brought out like five albums in a year or something? Well, it, it's like when you go to those classic kind yeah. of pop artists and you read down their Did albums do and that? it's like album 2012 11 10 9 8 7 6 it's like Jesus Christ is Rihanna the King Gizzard of the pop world (laughs) yeah no no one's quite King Gizzard they are they okay so number three is a song that I do know and I do really really like my entry point was Vampire Weekend for reasons we'll discuss in a second but Mm. number three is Post Malone and Sway Lee with Sunflower love this tune big tune right yeah I first heard it on uh, Spider-Man, uh, something, the multiverse. So as we come to the end of 2019, you still big Spider-Man guy? I'll never not be a big Spider-Man guy. That was a guy. cartoon, wasn't it, that film? That one was, and it was absolutely stunning, and probably my favourite Spider-Man film, maybe of all time. Really? Yeah, I think the story was great. It's got Jake Johnson in it, who, for people who don't know... Jack's dad. <laughs> yeah um, he's uh, in oh it's a long silence that <laughs> <laughs> just stopped working he's in uh, something girl new girl and he plays oh, uh, okay well then you won't know but he is a very cool actor I really like him he's very funny okay, and cool. the script was great the, it, it was the most beautiful looking animation I've I mean to be fair, there'll be people out there that love anime and stuff like that, and they'll be thinking you're mental. But I just think it looked absolutely beautiful. Uh, kind of looked like a stop motion esque uh, animation. Amazing, just love it. Yeah. And then there's this bit when uh, Miles Morales, who is Spider Man, is singing this song. And I remember kind of going out because I'm not the biggest Post fan. Uh, I, I don't really know him, and this was a bit of an entry point to me. But do you know what I really liked about it? I was no. reading. I can't even remember what the book was called, but I was reading a, a book about a book about pop music at the beginning of the year, and they were talking about um, like why kind of ABBA sent us into kind of a new era of pop because prior to them, most songs had like one big hook, and kind of everything else was building up to that. And what ABBA did instead was kind of put. Just, you know just stacked hook on hook on hook on hook and that's why their music is so just like kind of weirdly addictive like there's every little bit of it just feels like really like you know like an earworm and this to me feels like that like every single bit of it mm. like the, the verses are just as catchy as the chorus it's it's kind of just like relentlessly like you can't most of the time if you're like humming a song and it's stuck in your head it's going to be a verse but for this it's like like all of it it's just like well it's just filled with hooks in it yeah exactly and that it's it's wicked like you know that that kind of thing seems really simple in hindsight when you're listening to it but actually to write a song like that is really really difficult so cool tune and um it's funny Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend who I'm sure we're going to talk about later but he was absolutely furious when he heard someone else had brought out a song called Sunflower yeah. he was like of all the fucking flowers <laughs> there are in the world someone else has written a song called Sunflower yeah, but, right. um, but yeah bang in tune some slightly like questionable lyrics really? well not not even not questionable as in like you know weird but like 
she want to ride me like a cruise and I'm not trying to lose hmm. well it just rhymes doesn't it exactly <laughs> 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 about but, as deep as but it goes. in what manner do you ride a cruise like that's what strikes me about it it's like Riding a cruise is very sedentary. Or it's long and it's reasonably <laughs> smooth. And quite just like reclined. Yeah. And you just have a drink but maybe sleep quite a lot. Yeah. Maybe going to pool. If anything, she wants to ride you in a in a way or a it's not really boat. putting in that much effort. Yeah. Yeah. A sailboat. She's just lying there. <laughs> <laughs> For eight hours. <laughs> or eighteen hours. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> good tune shout out Post Malone <laughs> and number two is one I know you're gonna like Harry mm. is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish I'm a bad guy duh <laughs> I quite like the duh bit duh so come on you're you're the person who can really give us some uh, you know insight. feeling not, not even insight I watched a video with uh, Billy and Phineas mm. talking about how they made this with, yeah, on the Rolling that. Stone the other day and I kind of liked what they were saying and then I listened to the song and then I was just like I still just don't get it do you not? no why is why is it so quiet? I, I literally every device I have cannot turn this song up loud enough for it to make any sense to me really? it's just like <sighs> Do you know what that's? Uh, she's she said before. That, I don't know if she said it in that interview actually, but she said that people complain that her voice is too uh, wispy and too quiet. And it's just how she sings, man. No, but I don't that's mind just, her singing it. like that. But just turn it up in the mix. Like I can't hear it properly. I think it works with the, the rest of the record. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe the single needs. I've only ever heard it in isolation. I will put that out there. And I heard um, it. It was her entrance song at Glastonbury. And I stood, I was on my way to, again, you know, it turns out I'm just going to talk about Vampire Weekend the whole day, but I wanted to go and watch Vampire Weekend on the pyramid and Meek wanted to catch like a little bit of Billie Eilish before we left and I heard this song and I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, you went into it. And um, it made me feel really old and I think that was what my strong reaction was about it. Like I just didn't understand what was happening. See... I I look at her and I look at the, the, the songs and I think this is a woman and, you know, her brother as well who writes a lot, and pro- well, writes a lot of it and produces yeah. all of it. They are creating, and all of that aside, which is the whole, the fact that they were kind of industry plants and all that, all that aside, I think they write very good modern music that yeah. is interesting and I think they're, they're, they created an album that fits in that pop world but think, is, is a yeah. whole new version of, I, of what people yeah. are doing but I don't mean to slag them off in my kind of response to it I think that if anything it's an endorsement of like the music that a 17 year old girl is making that me a 28 year old man already doesn't quite get and feels like a little bit left behind by it that's why it's good and that's why it speaks to a younger generation like I'm just like I don't have any context for this and it feels confusing to me because it comes out of a totally different culture and a totally different movement and a totally different fan base to what what I've grown up with and you know every every (coughs) era of music whether you go back to the 30s 40s 50s you know the music of teenagers at that point adults were always just like 
I don't, I don't know what this is. I hate it. Yeah. And that was that. It straight away I was just like, oh, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel like I don't understand it. But also, I just don't. Like, speak up. I just think it's better than that. I think, I think it's um, it's forward thinking. Yeah. For, for the world that she's in and I think even even the way she is and her fans the music that she makes and the music on the album is separate and I think there's yeah there's a couple of big tunes in there yeah. Bad Bad Guy for me isn't in the top five of yeah. my favourite songs on the album I think it's a really beautifully put together piece of work it ends on a amazing yeah. note and, and, and having watched that video there was some cool bits in it like I liked the fact that they had when they were in, I think it was Australia, they were like crossing a road and the noise that the like pedestrian crossings made when you press the button, like did a voice note of that and put it into the mix. Mm. Like little things like that are really cool. But I don't know, just somehow, maybe I'm just like a bit of a, like an old school guy. Like for me, and maybe we'll talk about it later, but someone like Claro, who's kind of, I suppose, sort of from the same... Era and from the same kind of movement, but to me it has some Both more touchstones. Yeah, but some has some more touchstones that I can like relate to. Mm. Like, well, they're, but then they're both for me that they're both the same thing. Uh, just just targeted towards slightly different markets. Yeah, and uh, one's a little bit more to old men like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Granddad over. Um, I mean, Claro. I don't think even is that she slightly does sway towards the kind of more independent but again, scene. I, I mean, if we're going to talk about her, I I fully recognise that again, the, probably one of the main reasons that I'm really well, into her latest album is because it was produced by Rostam, and yeah. you know, I've that he's never done anything that I don't love. So yeah, and again, but the, there's guitars in it, and, yeah. and it might seem just, more. I just quite like guitars. You do. You <laughs> love a guitar, mate. Um, and it, yeah, it just might seem less uh, synthetic than something yeah. that's. But anyway, Billie Eilish, bad guy. I can't wait to see two. what she's going to keep doing as well. And shout out to her, like, like I say, the point of her is that I don't understand. That's mm. why she's brilliant, and that's why she's at number two. Nice. So number one, another song that I've never heard in my entire life. I don't think Camilla Cabela, Shawn Mendes. Senorita, all I want to hear is Justin Timberlake at this yeah, point. But do you know what? I can't. So Can I just, uh, it's uh, Camilla Cabello, Camilla, and the Shona Mendes, who I told Shona. you earlier, I think was one of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I, I, I have not heard this I'm song. I'm not the only. Old do you know man what? I've him. I've heard of this song a lot. Uh, I saw an interview she did. She's actually just got um, what's the word for it? Somebody has come out and found her old Tumblr from eight years ago and found out that she was uh, racial, racially motivated. Uh, she said some odd stuff. And uh, that is the last thing I've heard from her. Right, so, wow. very interesting world we live in. Well, problematic, um, but... I haven't oh, heard this song so, yet. I'm interested. Well, I'm just looking at Spotify now in... Uh, in, like, preparation for queuing it up. Mm. And I now realise that... I mean, astonishing. You look at the number of plays on here and it's mad. But a number five on her most... like her, I don't really know how this works because that is clearly the most played. But with 1.3 billion mm. plays is Havana, which... Havana, na, na, na. 
<laughs> that's probably how she first came so that's back. Her. Yeah. But this that must have been last year. So yeah. probably last most played last year, and she's back. So the reason why I think a, a big reason as to why they've kind of shot up is that especially because these two have made this song. Yeah, is because uh, they've just got together in a relationship, and there is obviously a big hubbub about yeah, styles I, and their relationships. And I, I like mean, that. I understand that, that, but also I don't think we should dismiss over a billion plays that means people like this song so oh no people like yeah. the song but the but if you go yeah. on twitter the only thing you'll see isn't yeah. about how good the song is it's about the fact that those two are together okay so let's and have Shawn a little Mendes is a let's big have a little listen to it see if we like star. it could be good might be <laughs> <laughs> here it is Cabello is Mendes with Senorita. <laughs> that has, has, has Justin Timberlake's Senorita got less than that? Yeah, um, almost certainly. But oh I my mean, God, you it... come back to quite a bemused <laughs> tracks HQ. Yeah, by that because there's nothing in that 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 should like personally. I don't think there's there's no hook. 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 There's no. Uh, it's fine. It's a nice little song. Again, I think it's about the relationship, and I'm not. I'm not putting them their artistry down. Oh, I'm just it saying. Felt, it felt very dated to me. It did. It's just like meh. It's just a track, isn't it? It's just some yeah. nice little track with two pretty people on it that made a tune. Like, yeah, it's fine. The most played track on the planet this year. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. What a world we live in. Honestly, there's... Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Cool. Isn't well, it weird, though? We, we these Maybe the two most famous people in the world right now. We ain't got a clue. Who is Shawn Mendes? <laughs> I've got no idea. I know he's a, he's a... I've seen interviews of like people that have said he's hot and they fancy him and they shouldn't because he's too young. That is the most I know about him I really and always... he did a he did a show once where he got ill 
and he didn't play but everyone does that yeah. like maybe it's just a guy maybe this is like a, a warning to our younger listeners that like we all think we're gonna cling on to pop culture forever mm. we all think we're always gonna be in tune but then one day you'll get to the end of a year and Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello are going to be the most song played song and you're going to listen to it and you think, I just do not understand this planet anymore. Is he a Disney person? Do you, maybe he's a Disney person. Maybe he's not even a real man. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've, we've had a little chat about what, not necessarily you guys, but you guys is in the main population of the Western culture, like <laughs> in music. Um, and now I guess we're going to get on to what we have liked this year. Yes. Um, and i got to, got to admit, my top, 19, or to the, my top played on Spotify 2019 has basically been hers. And uh, her, was it hers, Bon Iver, James Blake, Billie Eilish? Yeah, my, I mean, my Spotify wrapped felt... It's very Ooh. predictable. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> embarrassing. It's like, hang on a minute, are you telling me I listen to five artists and that's it? It's like, yeah. this algorithm's not quite right. Because, I know it's not. Ooh. I know it's not because I listen to Men I Trust for about three months straight. Yeah. And they are not in there nearly enough. So, yeah, it just, just makes sense. So let's talk about some of our favourite things from this year. Yep. Um... Now we've we've talked about James Blake at the beginning of the year. Um, I, for one, would like to say it's a very good album. It has stood up the test of time um, because I still listen to it now. Um, I love it. I don't think there's too much more we can say about it that we haven't already said. It's one of those interesting albums, and we've had a number of them over the years of tracks where, uh, on release, big into it like spent a lot of time mm. investing in it I think he was my number five most played artist of the year yeah and I you know I was a massive fan but I can't lie like this side of summer I don't think I've listened to any of it once no and what I, happened is it's got a bit of that lemonade vibe yeah. in that sense so I I kind of stopped for my, maybe between April and August and then all I've listened to is basically Barefoot in the Park constantly since then so that that was actually I think my third yeah. top song of the year or something yeah um, I love that song mainly because um, I love Rosalia who you say is Rosalia but it's fine <laughs> we'll meet in the middle Rosalia uh, I Rosalia. love I love her voice and I like to think that I do a good version of her singing really but absolutely, no because it's <laughs> it's it's borderline out of order on the Spanish language because I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, um, in hindsight, again, like if I was going to go and listen to that album now, I still think I would be more inclined to listen to the front half of it oh, than yeah. the back half. Like, I really like the contrast between like where the album goes and like, I think that was a really interesting um choice to put such different songs at each end but you know from, per, from purely from a personal taste rather than like any kind of critical intent like I think for me the first half I would much rather go and listen to that again yeah. now I mean I think we it's the album from James Blake that we needed because I feel like it was starting to get a bit samey and the, the album he released yeah. before this one was a bit like it just seemed like loads of tracks of just like different 
kinds and it was just a bit I got lost in it and not in a good way Yeah, just got a bit lost and never listened to it again and I just couldn't do it and this came along and I loved it and uh, also the new uh, video just came out for I'll Come Too oh really which is loads of BBC wildlife footage of penguins <laughs> and like birds and just having like dancing and just the flying and stuff and it's absolutely brilliant Yeah, but uh, yeah so that was like my top thing of the year that I thought that's that's a good starting point uh, and then Nalufa Yanya brought a record out yeah and like while it kind of I suppose on the mainstream flew a bit under the radar probably for both of us it was one of the most anticipated albums of the year and mm. she delivered I, more than I thought yeah I mean we covered it a little bit on the podcast on our, one of our three episodes this year yeah but yeah, it completely went over and above my expectations just by how complete and how kind of mature it felt as a as a piece of work. It was like, if this was someone's third album, I'd still be really impressed by how everything slots together kind of beautifully. Um, it was conceptual, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, it was. And um, it was conceptual without ever sacrificing the fact that each individual track should mm. be there on its own merit um, and you know my favourite moments whether it's kind of from the very beginning within your head all the way through to like where it gets really synthy and like a bit kind of 80s pop at the end with I mean my favourite track on the whole album is Safety Net um, which felt a bit of a departure from what she's normally normally does you know kind of quite lo-fi indie stuff that that was a quite a glossy 80s production well there's a tune in there that's like a little bit of a breakaway which is like some old 70s guitar lick at the end which one's that that comes just before safety Net. i can't remember the name right but it's literally the track before yeah it's almost like a 30 seconds bit um that i listen to quite a lot i go back to it every now and then um, I saw her in Ireland this yeah. year and uh, in a room of industry individuals I was probably the only like my mate said to me it was so good to see somebody excited about music because yeah. this industry is dead and yeah. <laughs> nobody gives a shit and you're sitting there going like singing along to the songs and it's like we actually don't see that that often it made me like, I was like when, thank god for that, yeah. that when I the album came out it made me really really proud of us because it was like we knew there was like yeah. genuine like just just like oozing talent and someone who who's like take on modern culture and on romance in you know the 2010s all of these things like i i just love i love the way she comes at all of those things and i you know i love her her musicianship i love everything about it i thought yeah. it was, i thought it was absolutely very genuine incredible piece of work um even if it wasn't at all what i was expecting um heat rises as well has become yeah. maybe one of my songs Massive. of the year top and 10. things that things that um they kind of broke from any format as well you know you think of heavy cha- heavyweight champion of the world which you know nothing about the structure that that's put together in really makes any sense and at first when i heard it i was a bit it, it was a bit jarring because it was like I don't I don't really know where this is going and the vocals seem to kind of jump up and down and up and down mm. and then after you give it kind of four or five listens you're like this is you know this is really 
genius. This is fantastic work. It's called Miss Universe, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I just thought, oh shit, is it called Heavyweight Champion of the World? And I was like, where the where have no, I got that, that track? From? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which good, is, good. I think, second to last on the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, massively. She smashed it. She's been in this chair. <laughs> that exact chair on that side <laughs> of the room. So what was next? I mean, when was that? March? That was early. Year? I mean, it says a lot about <coughs> what this year has felt like. The, that feels a very long Do you time know what? ago to me. This year has been strange because of all the years for tracks not to be covering, it felt like stuff we loved was coming out all yeah. the time. We had new Foles albums. We had new Vampire Weekend. We had new Bon Iver. Yeah. There, well, there was new stuff yeah. coming out from every corner of the world. Yeah, It, well, was, it was big. Yeah, well, while you mention it, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there, but you mentioned Vampire Weekend. I've already mentioned them a couple of times. Let's talk about Vampire Weekend because um, I think in an earlier episode, we kind of drew some very first conclusions from Father of the Bride, but mm. in the fullness of time, it has become... We always said that, didn't we? Yeah. Like You've yeah. got to give it time. Yeah. And in the fullness of time, for me, it's become not only... I would say my second favorite album of the year, but one of one of my f- favorite albums ever. You know, it's it's right up there of all everything Vampire Weekend have ever done. It's right up there with anything ever. Like, there's a the run from straight through from Bambina all the way Love down Bambina. until we get to uh, Married in a Gold Rush, which I hate still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like everything in the middle is brilliant, and there's so much to love. And they're one of those bands that. You know, you can take it totally at surface level. You can really, really dig in. They can afford to have a few shitters as well, can't they? Because they've got some good one. Really, yeah, for really, me, they've really got ones, so they? much money in the bank that like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine if you like miss sometimes. And I like, you know, like okay, I don't like the duets on the album with Daniel Heim. And I think for a lot of people, they were a bit of a missed shot. But I hate. But them. when was and the I last time? But when was the last time you heard a popular band do a duet? You know. You don't. Kind of cool that they tried to bring it back, and even if it didn't quite work, what an interesting choice. The thing is, we hate, I think, both together, we hate cheese. You even more so. Makes, yeah. you, makes your tummy go funny. Yeah. But um, we don't like that sound. Yeah. And though every time they come on, all I think is, this is so cheesy, it makes yeah. me feel weird. Yeah. I um, mean, it's, it's no attack on, I mean, I'm a big Heim fan. And yeah, some of the same. stuff that Heim have put out this year I've been really really into Summer yeah. Girl was one of my tracks of the year which mm. you might talk about later but if you took her off the album I would definitely like a lot of the songs much more yeah just doesn't it doesn't work I, I, yeah I don't know why just doesn't but then well. you know like Stranger is one of the duets and as I played to you earlier the very end bit of it where it turns into a bit of a kind of modern vampires kind of tune and, he's, mm. and he comes in with those um, you know, really beautiful, heartfelt lyrics where it's "Hallelujah, you're still mine." Uh, all I did was waste your time. It's like, oh, Ezra, I love you so much. Ezra, 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 Ezra. But like <laughs> the whole, the whole thing, I think is incredible. It was worth the wait for and, me. It uh, was, yeah. She's been on the podcast before, Emily. She uh, em- uh, emailed, uh, she texted me the other day. <laughs> well, I said the other day, about two months ago. She was like, we haven't talked about this new vampire weekend record. Well, what do you think? And I thought she was going to hate it. And she's like, I absolutely adore it. I yeah. can't stop listening to it. 
surprised me. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad people are out there liking it, even yeah. if it's just one more. I um, think I think they're they're just the most interesting act out there. You know, you can take everything at face value, and sometimes it feels really weird. Why they're the most interesting value? act out there by Tim Garrett. Yeah, I think they are because so often you hear something for the first time and it feels a bit jarring and like nothing you ever heard before but then if you if you just sit with it for a little bit yeah I know <laughs> but that's the thing so I know a lot of people who don't like Vampire Weekend yeah they've never sat with it yeah you know my my mate Joe just doesn't really like indie to be fair and he grew up with but all I my I don't even think it is indie like we were talking earlier mm, like it the is Grammy indie. nominations have just come out and uh, one of the categories that Vampire Weekend have been nominated in is best rock track for Harmony Hall. Yeah, but it's rock like, these days is indie. Like there yeah, is that, no rock. But what I mean bands. is, like, are they indie? Like a lot of a lot of this feels. They quite... are in the the culture that we know and love. Like yeah. as like when Joe, my mate, talks of indie bands, Vampire Weekend very much sit in that. But first place. album, Vampire Weekend, more than this. Well, Vampire Weekend on a whole will sit there. So yeah. regardless of what... If they bring out a metal album, he'll still think of them... Or people will still think of them as an indie band. Like, regardless of what they do, that's 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 where they sit. Um, but the point is that for fans of them, it takes yeah. a while to, for things to sink in. So for people yeah. who haven't got the time, yeah, they're never going to sit. You know, we're going to talk about 2019 and we're going to talk about music. First of all, fuck anyone who doesn't like Vampire Weekend. But, like, you know, we saw them... Well, I saw them twice at Glastonbury. You saw them once and... Mm. That morning, was it Saturday morning Saturday at the park morning. stage, watching them play like a, an 11am set mm. and take like a request session. Like, life doesn't get much better than that. It mm. really doesn't. It was fucking brilliant. Hearing Hannah Hunt at 11.15 in the morning, absolutely Good. gorgeous. I, I mean, I'll, I'm, we'll be for, I will be forever indebted to whoever shouted that out. Because that yeah. was in the request section, wasn't it? Because we were going, Hannah Hunt, Hannah Hunt, not really thinking it was We were quite happen. far away, like over to the right. Basically, where we watched Rex as well, weren't we? Pretty yeah. much the same position. But when someone shouted Hannah Hunt and Ned was like, oh, Hannah Hunt, okay. Like, yes! <laughs> we were like, Yeah! <laughs> That's what we want. Oh, and um, it was what a moment. That was it was quite something. But yeah, I and then. But then the next the next day, seeing them on the pyramid, they like didn't play. What well, they didn't play Hannah Hunt. No, I mean their set list was brilliantly surprising. They spent they did about a at least ten minute version of New Dorp, New York, which just like totally caught me by surprise. Yeah, but it was brilliant. It's, Technically a subtract tune. Yeah. But like... Yeah. And again, it was only me and Meek who went to watch it and she... Nat, since, has become a big Vampire Weekend fan, but at the time, wasn't that into them. And I was like, oh my God, they're playing New Dope, New York. <laughs> New Dope, New York. <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we... Let, let's take a little break here and play at least one Vampire Weekend song, because for me... They've been one of the most important acts of 2019. Okay, what are you going with? Do you have a? Do you want me to pick? Of course I do. Uh, one because it'll be a small break, and two because it was my most played song on Spotify of the year. I'm going to go with 2021. Good. Twenty twenty one, will you 
21, we think about us. Copper goes green, steel beams go rust. It's a matter of. In a bit of a jumble of an episode, we're going to try and wrap out, wrap out, wrap up <laughs> a few more things before we head out into the world. So, are there any records, singles like, that you want to you want to shout? Uh, I'll give a very quick shout out to possibly my favourite record of the year, which was Igor by Tyler the Creator. Yeah, I mean we covered it. We've covered some, it. yeah. So I'll keep it very brief. Yeah, I love it. It is something that I've gone back to. So about six months on, are you still listening to it? Yes. Yeah, I am too. Like, quite. I do. I do have to be really in the mood for it. Mm. It's not one of those things I'll just chuck on. But sometimes I get a massive urge, and I'm like, I listen to a lot in the on on the way to work or on the way from yeah. work because it's, it's a forty minute. Yeah. piece that you can just stick on and I think since we reviewed the album we've both seen him live which yes was a massive experience really like, good wasn't it it was it, it fucking completely brilliant. beat my expectations of what it was going to be like so I'm, I'm really happy I was and I don't mean this in a bad way at all I was I was entering it almost ready to be disappointed because I thought like you know Tyler is he's, he's kind of almost larger than life mm. as a character and obviously he's playing a different character on this, but like I was almost thinking he's not going to be able to live up to it, not be able to fill the stage in the way that you know this this really did. Then did he yeah. do the? Because we saw different nights, didn't yeah. we? I think I saw the Monday, you saw the Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, did he do the little um, earthquake yeah. piano ditty yeah. where he just did the whole thing piano? Yeah. And, and everyone just kind of sang along to it. That was really that was really beautiful yeah. moment, wasn't it? It's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, uh, like the the ultimate performer. Like, yeah, I, I, I just loved it. I loved it so much. And you can always tell like, a great gig when um, when everyone's like walking out of the venue and walking to the tube. Like the crowd is just collectively singing one of the songs, and that was very much happening after Tyler's. Yeah. So yeah. big shout out to Tyler. Big shout out. Um, I'm gonna hero of 2019. I'm gonna go with a sing, just one single that um, that I have listened to quite a bit recently. Um, that I was waiting for since we saw great, since we went to Great Escape, and that is Hotel Lux tabloid newspaper. Big tune. Really, really love it. Um, it's Great Escape. Since you went to fucking Utopia, how very dare you? It was the first song they played at Utopia. 
They opened their. No, but that. okay. So Great Escape was the first <laughs> time I heard this tune, and the reason why it stuck out is because they reference one of their older tunes in it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, God, I love that. I love that they did that. And I've been just looking up every now and then. I'll go to the Spotify to see if they've released it. I think in such a did. in such a mad year of like political news, Hotel Lux's kind of satirical take on modern culture is actually really important. That yeah. whilst they're you know the music it feels a bit like Britpop kind of yeah. a bit of a throwback, but I think lyrically they're actually re- they're really interesting. And obviously, I mean, we've talked about it again, but. For me, one of the songs of the summer was uh, English Disease. Yeah. You know, we're all at the bar drinking Stella Artois. And this is the, like, little... Referencing Sartre and Danny Dyer. Like, that, that... You won't get better lyrics than that anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then this tune is basically referencing that and saying, yeah. I like to... Yeah, um... This isn't exactly the lyrics. <laughs> but he basically I'm paraphrasing. Says, yeah, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, I like to kind of embellish my lyrics to make things... To make more interesting stories. Yeah. We didn't really sit at the bar drinking Stella Artard or yeah. talking about Danny Dyer and I was when I heard that I was like oh my god that's so good <laughs> so I was very happy to hear this rattle off a couple of more yeah go for it like cool you know this is your moment to shout out some songs you've loved so moment to shine so I loved Slow Tie and Denzel Curry's uh, track they did together Psycho Um, I was I was a fan of uh, Slow Tie's album this year yeah Uh, I I didn't really sit with it that much but I went back to it and I've started to really enjoy it Um, we had a new album by Brockhampton and I'm always going to be you know right at the front of that queue when that comes out and I actually really enjoyed it I don't know what you thought necessarily of it um, but it did a lot for me I, I liked a lot of the tunes I think it had it was way more uh, it kind of knew its direction maybe more than Iridescence did Yeah, I, th- I don't think anyone really loved Iridescence that much it kind of it's it that that bit's over yeah Um Probably, probably felt won't just go like not much. fully formed to me whereas this one did yeah like, yeah exactly there, there was a bit of a vision behind it which and I it's liked. only been like seven months since Iridescent which is mental <laughs> I know, that's the ridiculous or, thing about them when they brought it out anyway uh, yeah. another one 10 out of 10 by Rex I really enjoyed that because uh, that was, that was kind probably... of spoke a lot to me and I think to you as well yeah. like it, lyrically it was a bit like oh this is yeah that, I mean that was timing, probably isn't it? Um, in terms of live shows that was probably my favourite moment of the year actually so Sunday night Glastonbury me you Shiv Meek and he played that for the first time and I remember at the time it kind of choking me up and thinking god I wonder what that is so you know when you get home from Glastonbury and you're like particularly when it's taking you nine hours to get out of a car park (laughs) but you're like quite 
emotionally and everything else just drained and everything feels really touching to you and I was like I just really want to try and find out what that Rex song was mm. um, so me and Meek watched his whole set again on the Monday evening um, but yeah I mean particularly in the full context of the year like the opening lyrics like I had to think about my oldest friends who I no longer hang with them and I can't wait to be home again it's just like yeah, it was a big one. Yeah, this one, it, yeah. But then I, <laughs> the album though is, is it's in then, the name, it's Pony. Yeah, but, um, that, but that that was a weird song as well because the production on it I really didn't like of the of the studio version. But mm. I listen, I listened to him doing it live, you know, forever and a day. But like it, it, it just got really like electronic and slightly odd. And in the video, you've got these kind of yellow spider men dancing across yeah. the screen. It's just like. You didn't need any of that, Rex. The the reason we love you is that everything's really heartfelt and really stripped back, and it just felt like it all went a little bit too much. But you know, even it's, I mean, he he still I would say had a good year because, lest we forget, it feel, again it feels like a long year. But uh, new house came out on Valentine's Day this year, mm. it's before the album, and I absolutely adore that song as well. It's the first song you played at Glastonbury set. Yeah, I just don't think Pony is that good. I think I think it's a bit crap. Pony I think trap. I think did he? Did I think he it's call really it that knowing. That I think it's crap. quite badly produced, and I think the direction behind it is poor. But I think within there, I would love to hear his original. Say there's just like a home recording of all those tracks. Yeah, the first version. I would. Absolutely, well, they're all very simple, aren't they? I would kill to hear that because I think it would be much better. Than what than what the final version was. 10 out of 10 is a perfect example of that. Mm. Um, I'm uh, just going to shout out one last tune um, of a band that I think have been releasing some really good music this year. So we had Borderline, we had Patience, I really liked. Then we had It Might Be Time and Posthumous Forgiveness. And those two tracks I keep playing over and over again. I feel like they're going... They're kind of... They were going off-piste a bit. Currents was very... um, based in the pop world I think him producing for a lot of pop artists is kind of swaying where he's going and he's always said he wanted to create pop tunes yeah. and I think a lot of people didn't like certainly Jack my brother didn't like that he was really going away from that psych sound and I think some of these tunes are kind of melding those two together really well yeah. um, and I've I've become a big fan um, specifically those last two which are going to be on the album uh, really, really big fan of those. Sicky Wicked. Sicky. <laughs> Sicky Wicked. <laughs> right, that's the best thing I've heard ever. <laughs> um, so, those are some of the singles that I've liked this year, um, amongst many others. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Well, I'll give it. I'll tell give, me. I'll give my like few shout outs at the end. One shout which has me. come at the very end of the year, and it was a collaboration. I didn't. I had no realization that I'd needed in my life but it turned out I actually did which was uh, Krang Bin and Leon Bridges really <laughs> they've put out a, well there's an EB, EP coming burr, burr. in there's a beep coming out in February but they put out a song called Texas Sun which I've been kind of non-stop listening to for like the last three weeks and it's fucking brilliant I don't know just like that kind of like old soul vocal with their mm. kind of like really melodic but slightly psyche guitar is like such such a good combination that's good to know you really weren't I remember you not feeling it when we went to see them live there was never any fucking vocals and it always really annoyed me but now Leon Bridges 
is on top of it. They're not necessarily a band you need to see live, are they? They're one that you want to put on in certain situations, yeah. but you don't need to stand up somewhere watching it. very much don't. Your feet are going to hurt after yeah, a Yeah, because you're just kind of like nodding your head slowly yeah. to everything, and it's like, it's chilled. But, you know, it's not for all occasions. Exactly. So, uh, next shout-out actually comes from an album that I wasn't hugely keen on, but uh, Metronomy... I really love that album. But Wedding Bells, for me, like as a lead single, I I just love that song. And I that was one of those where, you know, you, you know you're going on your Spotify and it, like, it gets to the end and you're just like, I'm going to listen to that again. Yeah. I, I'd probably listen to that like five times in a row for a month straight the top. every single day. I just I just loved it. It was... The rest of it felt just Salty like... Salty Caramel Ice Cream is a fucking banger. I love it. I'm not even sure I can remember that. Salty Caramel I remember because, Ice Cream. Because that came out before the album and I was just like, I really love this and I was really excited for the album and I listened to the rest of it and because nothing like connected with me in the same way straight away, I just felt a little bit disappointed by it, which is probably unfair and I really should go back to it. Yeah, um, I think the top, kind of the middle to top half of it is kind of real a real shout back to their heyday, and I think it's. Uh, I've I've kind of skipped a few albums of theirs, and yeah. uh, this is the first record that has kind of got me back on that boat. Yeah, but um, so one one last like song song before I go into like my movement of the year. So um, Heim, we mentioned mm. them a minute ago, but they've put out a few songs this year. Hallelujah, I really really liked, but Summer Girl, I just thought was. A fucking banger and again like just there's the like the humming bit it's just it's fucking brilliant it's a great tune um just really they're another act who i felt like they lost their way a little bit on the second record and yeah. that song to me really like centered them back in what they're really really good at have you heard heim's new record no. or their first sing their new single no they've they've gone electric does it sound exactly the same as everything Bob else they've Dylan made? all over again they've gone electric yeah <laughs> they've, they've, uh, they've got rid of that kind of weird sound they're going they're going down that route a little bit more um, well no I haven't heard that Did but I? so the story really I think for me of my music career and you'd have always been a lyrics guy really yeah um, but Kate Tempest back in I think March brought out her latest album The Book of Traps and Lessons um, which was it was kind of supposedly Rick Rubin's vision of what she should be doing. So like really stripped back. It's essentially, it feels kind of indefinable in a way because it's it's spoken word sort of poetry really with just like a little bit of instrumental on most of the songs. But I just thought it was the most incredible, moving, like perfectly profound piece of don't know what it was I don't know I don't know if it was a piece of writing or an album or what it was but I just was completely intoxicated by it and obsessed with it and it's one of those it was one of those things where like you listen to it and it's like I'll never really be able to listen to anything in the same way again purely because that's going to be like a benchmark of like what lyrical content should ever mean like there were there were songs in there that not only changed my musical appreciation but changed my entire view of the world like hold your own or people's faces like to me you know clarified and like consolidated how i see the world and how i see like any music 
should ever feel ever again. It was one of the most incredible pieces of work I've ever seen or ever heard. And I saw her perform it at the Brighton Dome a couple of weeks ago and she did it. She did like, so the first sort of half an hour of the set was a load of old stuff. And then she was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to play a book of chaps and lessons from cover to cover straight the way through and it was just one of the most profound experiences of my entire life I went and saw it with my mum and we just kind of spent the whole time like arm in arm thinking like you know I I nearly cried about four or five times I was just like this is absolutely incredible um, and I suppose maybe that's why this year I haven't listened to that much more music after that because it was just like what more do you need it's like <laughs> Mm. I don't know. It was it was just it was just the best the best thing ever. Um so without a shadow of a doubt that was my album of the year. Um and so many things from within it. Again, in, in a weird way you can't really count them as songs because they're they're just pieces of like you know, written prose that are perfect in their own way but not necessarily songs really. My country's coming apart. The whole thing's becoming such a bumbling farce. Was that a pivotal historical moment we just went stumbling past? Oh, here we are, dancing in the rumbling dark. So come a little closer, give me something to grasp. Give me your beautiful, crumbling heart. Another disaster, catharsis, another half-discarded mirage, another mask slips. I face off with the physical, my head's ringing from the love of the stars. There is too much pretense here, and too much depends on the fragile wages and extortionate rents here. We're working... But it kind of made, it really coloured what I was into for the rest of the year, so there's a couple of other songs that I will just shout out, so there's, um, you know, Jordan Stevens from you know, Rizzle Kicks, which seems like a weird place to go from here. But he had a he had a song called Found in Space, which was, a, again, essentially like a piece of poetry. Was that down by his name, Jordan Stevens? Or yeah, that his... yeah no, under no pseudonym this time. He's I know, he's, few, I know yeah. he's had a few over the years. Which were pretty good. Um, but yeah, like he did he did something like that, which was very, very, I, I suppose, I, I would assume influenced by, but that was really sick. And um, Black Country, New Road, who are an act like I'm... I've seen them a couple of times in Brighton this year, like really into, but again, it's kind of, they've got like the backing of... Is that different to Old Time Road, is that? It's a band called Black Country New Road. (laughs) Absolutely no relation to Lil Nas X, but they've got, um, so yeah, it's like an indie band, but also with the addition of a trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. But then you've got like, quite like spoken word poetry over the top, and they had a song their single called Sunglasses this year um, I fucking loved and if nothing else because there's a Kanye West reference right in the midst of like this quite like heartfelt poetry <laughs> where he says leave Kanye out of this <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you can anymore <laughs> <laughs> you cannot leave Kanye out of any of this can we can I very much interject and just no go ask... for it because that was a quite a long monologue so I'm I just ready. want to get your. This is tracks on his Crocs. I want to get <laughs> we. This is tracks, right? <laughs> and we have talked about Kanye nonstop. Maybe since the very first episode, yeah. we have lauded Kanye up. Also, this, 
Lil Connor had a good album this year, by the way. Yes, he did. Yeah. And we went to see the, <laughs> the thing, the opening yeah. of it. It was, it yeah, was but great. just while you were talking about our first episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loyal. We what? go back to literally day one. And <laughs> yeah. I really liked Not Waving But Drowning. Yeah, so did we went I. went to see him at it's beautiful. Bands. He was sick. I really liked the poem by the old lady in the middle of it. I think that's my favourite bit. Mm. But again, poetry. That was my story. But again, year. poetry. <laughs> um, I just want to get our take on the new Kanye West album because why wouldn't we talk about it? Because or it do was we really a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> have, we, have we actually forgotten about it already? I think yes. It may yeah. Do, do you know what Emily again, I'm just gonna keep shouting at Emily here. She loves it. Really? And uh and I was really interested by that because Emily's she's hard to please. She's you know? now. Yeah. Very good. We'll we'll hope to see how they do. Tracks listeners, go and check out what are they called? <laughs> we'll link it <laughs> in the description below people yeah. um, I was just interested because she's quite hard to please and uh, this is uh, it was an interesting album it was Do you know what? I, I didn't I've know listened it. to it since and I've enjoyed tracks from it I think because of the whole build up of a new Kanye West album it's very hard to to reach those heights I just um, didn't really know I didn't really feel like I had any context for it and no. I think that was kind of the problem like I'm not religious none of those like things really mean anything to me and I think the video has been great and I think that without that <laughs> like, what are you meant to do with a load of hymns like yeah. they are hymns like however they're produced or whatever kind of background they come from it was a it was a fucking gospel record like and I didn't really I just didn't really know what to do with it I just feel like um, but I would never say I would never say it was shit it just wasn't for me yeah I don't, I don't think it was for a lot of people but the good thing is when I don't you think have... he needed it to be for a lot of people no he's doing that for the, <laughs> he's made anything just for himself yeah but I think uh, it's one of them think you got this artist who is going to go through phases we might as well just wave this one off into the sun the sunset and uh, see what's happening next and it'll probably be another one yeah. but um Okay, just wanted to get get it in there a little bit because yeah. it at the beginning of the year we probably would have been talking about it, you know, like when's Yandy coming? Yeah. <coughs> it wasn't Yandy, but well, where the fuck is Yandy? It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, should we wrap up? Let's wrap up like a present. Well, I mean, with the, with it all being said, and with 2019 almost all of it laid out behind us. You mentioned it a moment ago, but actually I think there's only really one track we can go out on. I think it should be Rex's performance of 10 out of 10 at Glastonbury. If we can find it. A beautiful <laughs> moment. I can find it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say it's been so lovely to be back with you, mate. You too. I've missed you an incredible amount. <laughs> it's been a sad year, but it's wicked to be spending a bit of the end of it with you. Yeah, definitely. It's been good to get back here in the seat, <laughs> in the hot seat, and uh, look, we'll uh, let's not say this is the last one. If things pop up, we'll we'll get back in the studio. We'll. It'd be cool if we were back here up. this time next year, if nothing else. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. So you know, keep your ears out. Don't expect anything in the next weeks. Um, keep apart your from hearts, this episode. <laughs> 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 but yeah this is uh, 
And how do you say this? It's like a, it's like a book. It's not the end of the book. But there's lots of blank pages, <laughs> and you don't know when the writing's going to start again. So yeah. we'll leave it at that. Nice one. Cool. All right. It's been fun, mate. Let's go out with Rex. Always. And I'll see you this time next year. <laughs> Sometime in the future. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Right. Bye, guys. I had to think about my oldest friends. Now I no longer hang with them. And I can't wait to be home again. I had a year that nearly sent me off the edge. I feel like a five, I can't pretend. But if I get my shit together this year, maybe I'll be a ten. Help myself a little better, cause it's getting tiring. And I can't wait for the summer. Now I'm gonna need a moment. I did it again, I did it again. No control over my emotions. One year on, and I still can't focus. I did it again, yeah, I did it, I did it again. Twelve rounds in, fighting solo, so nobody wins when it ends. We'll be placing memories and frames, inviting people round to stay, and always owning up to things, to things. Because after all, I guess it all depends upon the people you choose and where you're from. If so, I've been so lucky so far, it's outrageous. I won't complain, I'll give myself a little credit since I dealt with all the pain. Yeah, I turned superhero, I'm coming in Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I did it again, I did it again. But this time I took control and turned my shit around. Sometimes you gotta cut a bitch out. I'm living again, yeah, I'm living now, I'm living again. To call my strength to carry on And though it's still hard work to find the words I'm still gonna write this fucking song Cause after all, I guess it all depends upon The people you choose and where you're from That one's coming soon Two brothers.